0: And, Randy and Ren do and some electric guitar Bryce and Ren and Corey in the House.
1: Hello, and welcome to Bryce and Ren and Corey in the House. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. But today we'll be discussing uh, not an episode of Cory in the House, but uh, the movie, The Game Plan, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Madison Pettis, who plays Sophie in Cory in the House. So this is like a Cory in the House adjacent episode. And so with me, as always, to discuss anything adjacent, related, or uh, anything that can possibly be stretched to be connected to Cory in the House is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? Bryce? I'm excited for the big game. It's it's time for the big game. After the three playoff games that were uh, across the country, we're finally back in Boston.
2: That's just right. Where all, all games should be settled. Rooting for, for our that. home team, the mm-hmm. Boston Rebels. In, the, <laughs> in, in our championship
1: game. Uh, notably, not the Super Bowl. Very distinctly different from the Super Bowl. Did yeah. you catch the name of the rival team? They, it starts with the letter M. I know no. it's... Would you say no? No, they're the New York Dukes. They have the letter M on their helmets. Do they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So... New York. Yeah, uh, for the, the, the New York... You said the Dukes? Yeah, they're the Dukes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, wh- why? What does that have to do with New York
2: so I was researching the uh, movie, mm-hmm. and apparently Disney couldn't work out a deal with the NFL to use the uh, Patriots. Yes, that Wait. much is clear. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm assuming that also applies to the Dukes in some respect. Yeah, um, it's because
1: they, they did talk about, um, also, if I'm correct, they play at Gillette Stadium um, in yeah, this movie. Do. They do. And it's like, I'm pretty sure we even see like Gillette Stadium, but it's not, there's no Patriots branding anywhere. It's It's the Rebels. It's the Rebels. Uh, It is the Boston Rebels. Yeah. Uh, Ren, like the game plan, we watched it. Uh, I can't believe we watched it. Does, did it live up to your expectations in 2021? Depends how you define my expectations. So,
2: I mean, going into it, did you think it was going to be a good time? No, I was fairly confident it would be a pretty mediocre movie. Uh, And was it? Yeah, it was a pretty aggressively mediocre movie. Uh With uh, a lot of bad dialogue, some bad scenes, bad storytelling. There, uh,
1: So because I I watched the full movie and unlike with, so with Cory in the House, usually I watch the episodes twice. This morning I was like, I just don't know what to say about it. So like I felt like I had to, but I didn't want to dedicate the time to watch it. A right. second time. So I kind of like skimmed through it and rewatched some scenes. There's a lot. Like they jam packed this movie with scene after scene after scene. And so much of it could have been left on the cutting room floor.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an hour and 49 minutes. Yeah.
1: And it, it feels so much longer. It doesn't use that time wisely. No, no. There's a lot of like mini arcs within as well uh and a lot of there's a
2: lot of characters like a lot of people to keep track of that's right there's a coop weber monroe mm-hmm. who can forget sanders yeah
1: sanders is a classic so I, i'm assuming I, I didn't catch their names i'm assuming those are his friends those are, yes, Joe those, are
2: those are the friends. football players yeah uh, so- sanders is the family man okay yes coop is white yep uh weber is coop's foil okay and Monroe is uh, kind of like the, the, the slow fellow who doesn't talk real good. Yes, he growls. Yes. The under- he has the sacred underwear that uh, mm-hmm. Hayden tries to take.
1: Yeah, and so uh, they- I love that they all have their own thing. Like, this is their thing uh, within it. So, let's, uh, so th- how I'm thinking we can discuss this movie, Ren, is uh, format-wise is we can talk about... Uh, so I have, like, the setting, the characters. Uh, obviously, we got to go over the plot. Do you think it makes sense
2: to go over the general structure of the plot first before we, like, discuss kind of the details within? Hmm. Th- I think that does make sense just so we can offer some context. Yeah, but I I agree. do want to offer, do a little bit of game plan-related housekeeping before we dive into the story. Okay. All right. So, What's, what is that? The game plan was directed by Andy Fickman, of she's the man, race to Witch Mountain, and Paul Blart: Mall Cop 2 to fame. Uh, wait, is okay. Um,
1: race to Witch Mountain also has Dwayne the Rock Johnson, correct? Yes, it does. Okay, so they probably—I don't
2: know—like uh, you know. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Let's think of an example. <laughs> an Matt example Damon, of what? Ben Affleck. Oh, of people who work
1: together. Yeah. yes um i i you know leo and martin scorsese uh johnny depp and tim burton yeah Um, so those are you know combos of people who work together and so big and dwayne the rock johnson (laughs) the classic duo um yeah when when andy wins an award i assume like it's really an award win for the dwayne as well it is so um okay that's that's interesting good to know that that i've never i never saw she's the man i know that's the amanda mines movie yeah it is um and then i haven't seen race to witch mountain i'm pretty sure i watched paul blart mall cop two two but the only thing i remember from it is that he ziplines in las vegas from one building to another
2: that sounds like something that would have happened in paul blart mall cop too yeah Yes. so uh in terms of reviews the game plan has a 28 on rotten tomatoes a yeah. 44 on metacritic and an a on cinema score. Is cinema score user rated? Uh, let me see. I think cinema score like cinema score score pulls audiences as they're leaving theaters, right? Oh. People felt good about it as they were like leaving. Like a survey for when you're in the theater. Yeah. I mean, this is
1: one of those movies that sticks with you, and the more that you think about it, the worse it gets. So if, the, if this was, like, people's initial thoughts and reactions, then, of course, you leave and you're like, yeah, that was
2: a fun movie. I had a fun time with that. Uh, this was also the last movie released by Buena Vista Pictures.
1: Yes, yeah, I did notice that. And then um, Disney changed their, or they, like, what, condensed their studio names pretty much into
0: just yeah. Walt
2: Disney Studios. Basically, they retired Buena Vista. Mm-hmm. What like, a way to go out. Yeah. The game plan? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is why they retired it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, one last thing. It's worth pointing out uh, the movie released on the 23rd of September in Hollywood, 2007, but yes. came out September 28th everywhere else. Yeah. Do you think those last few days were used to kind of like tweak the movie and get it just right? Well, did you see the movie? Do you think that they got it just right? <laughs> Because I feel like that answers your question, Ren. Well, Bryce, here's my last piece of trivia in that sure. case. This is the final film where Dwayne The Rock Johnson is credited as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But is he after this just Dwayne Johnson? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't need the Rock name to
1: carry him further. But it's, it's that's interesting to me because he's still synonymous with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. But uh, he wanted his acting name to be just Dwayne Johnson.
2: Dwayne the Doug Johnson.
1: <laughs> I know. I was thinking as we discussed this one since uh, when we last talked about him, we only referred to him as Dwayne. I was wondering if we should do the same. Uh, but if this is the last time that he went out as The Rock, we should probably just call him Rock, right? Yeah, just Rock, not yes. The Rock. Not The Rock, just Rock, because this is this is the last time that we would ever accurately get to use it. Um all right, so should we lay some uh, narrative context? <laughs> yeah, so let's let's talk through this, Ren. Okay. Um You and I can kind of uh, go back and forth as we just break down. And we don't need to go into great detail about each of these scenes because we'll discuss some of the highlights and kind of the specifics after. But I want those listening if they didn't watch the movie um, or if they feel that they don't need to watch it to, uh, to get an idea of what we're talking about, at least. So... Uh,
2: all right, so we, how do we open up, Ren? What do, we, what do we start this movie with? Well, we're at the last game in the American Football Federation regular season between <laughs> the Boston Rebels and the New York Dukes. Of course. Yeah, they're at the regular game. Uh, and it goes well. Yeah, uh, the, the Rebels quarterback, Joe Kingman, played by our lead, Rock, <laughs> he scores a touchdown, uh, not through teamwork, but by ignoring his teammate, Sanders, Yes. So he gets the, he, get, he claims the victory for himself when Sanders could have more easily scored the touchdown.
1: Correct. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of um, laying the groundwork in the early parts of this movie about the type of person that Joe Kingman is before he finds out that he has a daughter. Right. Which is immediately. Yeah. Which is, is pretty soon. Um, so he <laughs> they then celebrate. They have a party. Big party to celebrate. Uh, we're
2: introduced to his like little greek choir his crew there's sanders who is uh a family man he has a wife and kids yep and that's like all oh. he is that's that's it that's his personality he, he, he talks he about loves kids he uh-huh. wants to get home so he can sleep with his wife and kiss the kids
1: yes that's his goal he's like uh this uh, i'm pretty sure the the rock is like oh like you gotta live a little and he's like this this is not living
2: so He's, he knows what he wants. He knows what he's after. Uh, he's a family man through and through. There's Coop. As we mentioned, he's white. He's the only white member of uh, Joe Kingman's little gang. And he's the butt of all the jokes. That's right. Oh, he's, he suffered this. in some kind of accident when he was young, kind of like took out part of his brain. Yep. So he like makes his teeth green. He falls all the time. He yells <laughs> at kids. He opens up at one point... Um, he opens up a can of soda
1: and it explodes on him for a solid 30 minutes and he doesn't move. So
2: yeah, he, he really has a good time. Uh, there's Weber, Jamal uh-huh. Weber. He's Coop's friend. That's, uh, it's really it. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's really, he's here just to... the foil. He's here to, um, to, yeah,
1: to just be the, like the truth speaker, I guess, to Weber. Coop and Webb and Corey uh, in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Should, yeah, should they have been in the
2: episode? Should they have made it to the set of Cory in the House as well? Uh, we're. I feel like we need to discuss Cory in the House after we go through the movie because we okay. have to talk about why they chose those scenes for Rock. Yes. The film. Yes. Uh, and then lastly, there's Monroe. He's mm-hmm. a very big uh, hulk of a man who talks slow, has a deep voice and loves his underwear. Yes. He's, uh, he likes, like, stained ripped underwear, too. Yep, and that he wears it for every single game.
1: It is part of his, who he is, and uh, he believes if he wears it, they will win every time. So, uh, so the, yeah, so we're introduced to these folks at the party. Everything's great. We also uh, meet, Joe Kingman has, like, a little, uh, I don't want to call it even, like, a relationship, but uh, a girl, Tatiana, who I think we can deduce as a model or something like that she needs to go away for a little bit so she's like i'm leaving um so she's gone and then he sits down the party's over right his friends don't want to leave but, he's but he like, makes them leave you gotta go and he sits down to watch sports center
2: um and we find out he's selfish right oh bryce there's actually a point i forgot to mention yeah so earlier in the movie they mentioned a radio station called WZPZ-FM. Okay. Uh, as I'm sure you know, it's a famous Boston radio station. I listen to WZPZ-FM <laughs> frequently. Uh, so WZPZ-FM is actually a fictional rock and roll station heard on a radio in the Amazon Studios movie Troop Zero. So it's a, are they in the shared universe? Uh, WZPZ was also used in House of Cards as a <laughs> Pittsburgh-based radio station through which Congressman and gubernatorial National Election candidate Peter Russo attended an interview drunk within weeks from the Goober national elections. Oh. And no. as you've seen House of Cards, you'll remember this is the inciting incident for Russo's suicide. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: we got uh, some some crossover mm-hmm. over here. But and so we can assume. Um, just based on the structure of the world that, um, what's his, I'm tr- the uh, the uh, guy, what's his name? Who's the main character in House of Cards? Oh, uh, Frank Underwood. Frank Underwood, yes, 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 and Claire, Yeah. So I, we can assume that they have not fully risen to power yet um, in this world, but. Yeah, it's only 07. <laughs> yeah, so, but they are coming in a very vicious way, so. Better watch out. Good. I'm glad that radio
2: station connects, you know, this whole world together.
1: So bright. Well.
2: Yes. Uh, before we move on to Joe learning that he's selfish, mm-hmm. we need to discuss the fact that Sanders loses his man card as he's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a very crucial detail. Yeah. Uh, so uh
1: as he's trying to leave, right? Because he needs to go back to the wife and kids. And so Joe Kingman... Just sleep with the wife and kiss the kids. Yes, Joe, Joe Kingman. He's like, hey, let me see your wallet first. I gotta, you know, look, like, gotta uh, get your man card. And he looks at it and he's like, oh, oh, there doesn't seem to be one in here, right? Everyone laughs. Yeah, hysterical. That Joe Kingman. Uh, he's a joking man. Yes, he he's so funny with this joke. Uh, there's no man card in there. He leaves. Uh, he's pissed off as well. He's like, I can't believe we just did that. Whatever, dude. Um, but, uh, someone, uh, what's his name? You know the names better than I do. I gotta write them down right now. Who? Which one? The goofy friend. The white one. Coop. Green Coop. teeth?
0: Coop. Green yeah, enough? green
1: teeth. Green teeth, uh, smiles with his green teeth. And he says, uh, he says, hey, uh, I gotta get myself a band card. Good joke? Awful. <laughs> Him. So, uh, to, to, again, to kind of connect it to the world of Cory in the house, I can assume that these two people, uh, him and Newt, uh, <laughs> travel yeah. in the same circles. Coop is Newt's cousin. Yeah, they both uh, get thrilled about uh, vac- about like vaccinations and uh, and um, eye doctor appointments. So, so
2: right. Bryce, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, yeah. when Spike the dog is introduced, yep. Joe says, I haven't seen you all night. <laughs> Where was the dog during this party? <laughs> uh, so what happened
1: was Joe was uh, putting the finishing touches for the party together. Uh, and then Spike, his dog, was uh, whining because he needed to go outside. So Joe uh, opened up the patio to like let Spike out. And then the party started and Joe completely forgot <laughs> until Spike was able to be let in hours later. I I can only assume that's that's where Spike has been.
2: That sounds right. Yeah. So Um, yes, Uh, did you happen to catch Joe Kingman's quote on uh, the on the sports show? Uh, The one that he says at the same time.
1: Yeah. No, I I didn't. I didn't
2: write that one down. What does he say? He says, "Life holds many pleasures for me, Uh but nothing, nothing, beats the thrill." Of playing on that field every Sunday, mm-hmm. football is my life. Beyond the field, nothing else matters. And he's really proud of that statement. He's really proud
1: of that statement, so much so that he says it. Um, and that's when the uh, sports center caster we jump back to him, and he's like, "And that could be his downfall, right? Because if he has nothing else." To focus on, but the field—it's amazing that he still has not won the championship, right? He doesn't play well with others. No, he's too selfish. Um, but things are about to change because he's going to get the game planned. Yeah, and Peyton, a daughter he did not know he had from a previous marriage in his early twenties,
2: shows up at the door. Ren, what's her story? So. Peyton tells uh, Joe Kingman mm-hmm. that her mother, Sarah, had to go to Africa to give out some water. Yes. So she put Peyton in a car mm-hmm. and sent her to her dad. Yeah. Why can't Joe just call, uh, call Peyton's mom? Because
1: Joe can call his agent. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so instead of, you know, let's just try to get a hold of Sarah. Yeah. That's what they go with. Yeah, I I was really confused about this. Um, This is the story, and it ends up being really key to the plot twist later on, which none of us saw coming. Uh, Big twist later. Because I'm just so baffled by it. Like, he has this daughter he doesn't know about, show up at his door, Uh, getting over the initial shock of it. The rest of the movie transpires as if, well, I guess I gotta take care of her for the month. He
2: doesn't Think to check with a single adult who is responsible for Peyton. He does uh, try to contact Sarah's sister, Goomba, Grip, Grime, <laughs> Armin, Karen. But uh, Karen's dead. So yeah, that's what Peyton can says. do Peyton's like, yeah,
1: Karen's Karen died. Um, <laughs> awful. So we learn that we learn Karen is dead. Uh, Peyton's mom is in. Uh, africa giving water away and so all right fine joe kingsman has got to watch this girl for a month but you know not ideal but we can make it happen and he calls you mentioned he calls over his publicist stella uh what's stella like bryce she's (laughs) grating she's grating i don't think she's ever interacted with uh definitely never interacted with a child before that's for sure um, in fact, I want to believe that she herself was never a child. I believe she was born with uh, an earpiece in her ear and a uh, BlackBerry in her left hand.
2: So she, she is all about that money. Yep, she is. Giga Fanny's wants Burgers money. fan. That's a local Massachusetts fast food mm-hmm. place.
1: <laughs> yes, which um, a Disney Channel connection, uh, and we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, but the owner. The uh, actor who plays the owner of Fanny's Burgers, the CEO of Fanny's Burgers, uh, is Zach and Cody's
2: dad. Really? hmm Wow. All right. Yeah. Plays Zach and Cody's dad, so. Maybe it's the same character. Maybe that's why they got divorced. Yeah. And, and
1: also, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody is set in Boston.
2: Hey. All
1: right. All right. So Thanks. things are coming together. All right. Uh, Stella, the publicist, so she's introduced here. Um And then uh, the first night is kind of like a little rough, right?
2: Yeah, uh, Joe Kingman's not very empathetic towards children.
1: No, uh, it's very much so like, don't touch this, don't touch that. Um, Did you, uh, I I, I don't know the exact order of all these events, so we'll kind of scatter it through. Um, But uh, Joe Kingman has a remote control. Yeah, a universal remote. Mm -hmm. Very cool, very hip Controls everything in the apartment Uh, And
2: it has a love mode Romance? Romance mode He doesn't tell her not to press it He explains to her what it is as she presses it She presses it Curtains come down The
1: music, the uh, soothing, luxurious music uh,
2: Comes on and wow, what a mood. Were you also intensely uncomfortable? Yeah. <laughs> there were a couple scenes like that. Mm-hmm. The uh, I don't know where it falls in the movie, so we can just skip ahead. But yeah. the scene where she licks her thumb and cleans it and slowly wipes Weird. the cheese off his chin. because mm-hmm. um, So viscerally
1: uncomfortable. So uh, that one, that's one of the things that pops up on my bad list. That specific <laughs> scene. because it's so um it's i get what they're going for they're going for like oh like rock is learning of the value of a father-daughter relationship like having someone else who's there to care for you and vice versa like it's a, a symbiotic relationship but the way that it's done right he has like food on his mouth and she like licks her thumb and then wipes it um, and it's slow. It, it's important it's to slow.
2: stress it's all slow. And
1: the music starts up as well. Um, like the light music starts up. It's, it's strangely uncomfortable. And then he does it later on. To, to Monroe.
2: Yeah, to Monroe. Um, <laughs> With the same like slowness and sensuality. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> mm. So Bryce. Yes. I'm going to ask you some questions and you're going to give me some answers. Okay. Okay. Now, for example, if you asked me what my favorite thing to do was, I would say ballet. So what's your favorite thing to do?
1: Um, My favorite thing to do is uh, watch Boston rebels games.
2: All right, cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you could only save one thing in a fire, what would it be? Um, One thing in a fire, probably my Boston rebels Jersey. All right, what's the most disgusting thing in the world? Um, uh, frogs. All right. And Bryce, <laughs> just one more question. What's yes. the best thing that's ever happened to you? Oh, um, let's see, probably
1: um, winning uh,
2: a game. I don't know. So
1: Where are you I'm, going with these questions?
2: These were the questions that Peyton asks rock joe kingman in the car
1: so is that okay thank you ren because <laughs> thank you so i watched uh, as i said i watched skimmed through the movie a second time today mm-hmm. and um there's a scene right at the end when he's about to go back on the field and he turns to her to Peyton. he's like win or lose you're the uh he's like uh, to answer your question win or lose you're the best thing that's ever happened to me is that what that's referring to?
2: That is what it's referring yeah, to. Yeah, I
1: skipped, I saw I saw him say that and skimmed to the movie. She actually asked the him answer that a that. few
2: times throughout the movie. Okay. So I don't know where I was. <laughs> um so stupid. But uh Joe Kingman's answers to the questions are mm-hmm. what's your favorite thing to do? That's easy. Play football. Yeah. You can only save one thing in a fire. What would it be? He initially says his Heisman, then changes it to his limited edition, Joe Kingman sneakers. Okay. Yeah. Uh he says horseradish after the scene cuts away, but when he looks into her notebook later, you can see that she wrote down what's the most disgusting thing in the world, which he replies horseradish to. Horseradish, okay. And then for what's the best thing that's ever happened to you, mm-hmm. he says, listen, I got a question for you. Why didn't your mom just bring you here herself? And then Peyton yeah. offers him a cookie.
1: Yes. This was so good. Um, this, it's, the whole movie,
2: I think, was built around this one scene. The cinnamon scene yes do you think uh, he could have suffered an allergic reaction the entire film
1: uh yeah that would have been imagine ren if so she shows up okay and she starts giving him these cookies he's like these are so great and then he's having an allergic reaction except in this case the character doesn't realize that he's allergic to cinnamon he eats a whole cinnamon cookie yeah and so he keeps eating them throughout the movie still having an allergic reaction thinking that he's allergic to his daughter only to find out there was the cookies and not the daughter all along
2: so it been at gold. the end the game plan is he stops eating the cookies to keep his daughter yes um yeah
1: so, no this is so this is good so there um he it's like the next day he's driving with her um to he has like practice or something like that and he doesn't know what to do with her. So he's like, okay, I'm going to take her with me. And um, yeah, she gives him these cookies and he's
2: eating them. He's like yelling at her the whole time, right? Um, about, so right. Yeah. Uh, has it already been established at this point that she's allergic to nuts and he's allergic to cinnamon? I, I don't think it's been established that she's allergic to nuts. Okay. you. Sh- I thought that was one of the first things she tells him. Is it? No, no, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. She tells him that after he says he's allergic to cinnamon. Yes. Yeah. But Bryce, he knows he's allergic to cinnamon and cinnamon is a very, has a very strong taste. Yeah. How do you eat a whole cinnamon (laughs) without realizing what you're eating?
1: Well, cause also moments before this, he's yelling about, or I think moments later he's yelling about how he doesn't eat simple sugars. Yeah, you're right. So why is he openly eating a cookie? Um, so two very valid questions. Why is he eating this?
2: And why does he taste cinnamon and then keep eating it? Oh, uh, on the subject of simple sugars, mm-hmm. was it responsible of him to feed his daughter a mountain of <laughs> spaghetti? Also on my bad list. And I use the exact phrasing of a mountain of spaghetti. Like that would destroy her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when a child can't eat all that and stay healthy. No, it would be very bad. And
1: then, um, her heart. I I assume that she doesn't eat it because then we see
2: Spike digging in. And I actually assumed he just made Spike his own because he's a horrible, yes, irresponsible man. Here's Spike. Here's here's your own mountain of spaghetti with sauce. Isn't it sad that dogs only live for four years, Spike?
1: He just doesn't understand. <laughs> In fact, that's why he was so baffled about Spike, where have you been? Um, because he's, it's a whole different
2: animal. It's a di- different dog. He bought another dog. Spike's has yeah. been alive, surviving off scraps. That's why yeah. he doesn't die. Because the scraps are enough to keep him healthy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I want to uh, just talk about the cinnamon piece. He uh, eats these cookies. He's allergic. He has an allergic reaction, uh, and that pretty much just gives him a, a lisp. Um, and he shows up to practice. All the guys are making fun of him because he's shouting out his um, his calls with a lisp. Except he doesn't really recognize or realize that he has a lisp, right? No, he doesn't. <sighs> Uh, and then also he has a promotion to do that day. He's got to film a a
2: promo. Uh, Bryce, did you happen to catch what his, uh, game plan was while he had his cinnamon lisp? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It was six, all right, try to say this six times fast, 66 seam slot left on three on three. Ready? (laughs) So he said it with the... Uh, so he was what? Like, 53, fixy 66 60 theme, Fought left on three on three. Ready? Oh, my God. I just,
1: Like... I don't know. <laughs> this was just so silly to... Like, if he's having an allergic reaction, right... I don't know. When people have allergic reactions, does this happen?
2: Well, I assume... Well, here's the thing. The movie has a realistic allergic reaction. On. Later on. But so this scene is kind of a, a
1: bit odd. Yeah, it's very strange. They have him uh, talking like this. He does his promotion, and it's for the Boston Rebels. <laughs> Cat the Spirit. <sighs> this is so goofy. Um... Yeah, and he still does not recognize, even while doing this, he's, like, frustrated because he he isn't saying what he wants to be saying, but he doesn't realize that he has a, now has a lisp because of uh, his supposed allergic reaction.
2: It's okay, though, because the lisp goes away by the time he brings Peyton into the men's locker room.
1: Yeah, which, and his strategy is uh, to bring her in, but put a blindfold on her, uh, which is, why doesn't he just leave her outside? Yeah, and she does
2: take it off as well. Um, so I, I don't know. She takes uh, off the blindfold, walks around the locker room. Men approach and talk to her. She tries yes. to touch Monroe's very special underwear. Yes. Uh, she does not belong in there. And I think we see her in there.
1: Do we see her in the locker room later on as well? Um, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm I sure. think there's, I think there's another scene that she's in there. So yeah, I don't know why she couldn't have just been left outside the room. Uh, also there's a, another, the prank war continues right um where uh coop uh decides he wants to prank joe kingman who is taking an ice bath by putting ice into his bath (laughs) and then that's when uh his his partner in crime says that's a stupid idea
2: stupid's a mean word bryce
1: yeah stupid that's one of the lessons
2: of this movie that's right you shouldn't say stupid
1: yeah stupid is a it's a bad word it's a mean word um yeah and so that's when uh sophie kind of meets the the crew and uh kingsman uh kingman gets a nice little like uh talk from the family guy sanders sanders all right i'm slowly writing down their name the only one i don't have left is coop's friend weber thank you um yeah, so. uh, Brian,
2: did you notice the shot of Sanders loving and hugging his family while Peyton stood alone by Joe's car? Yeah, I did. It was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's a family guy. He's like going from kid to kid, right? hugging yeah. them all. Peyton standing yeah. there. Yeah, he he's great. He has his
1: wife, he's got his kids. Like, that's good. That's all he needs. Uh... <laughs> all right, uh, other scenes in this movie. So we keep moving forward. Um, at one point, I think it's after this, uh, Joe was opening up a restaurant. Yeah. His nightclub. Mm -hmm. And his restaurant, nightclub bar. Yeah. He brings Peyton with him, leaves Peyton in the limo, but Peyton like comes out of the limo on her own and, uh, kind of follows suit. He hangs out there parties and then he books it. He goes home and leaves Peyton there at the bar and paparazzi catches and he gets on the
2: front page mm-hmm. he punched someone he punched a photographer
1: yeah but he's you know he can get away with it he's joking he le- yeah he's joe kingman he also left his daughter at a bar so it's okay like under those circumstances like
2: you get it right was there a way to redeem this moment like is could there have been something later in the movie where joe kingman shows that he is now more responsible and does not abandon his daughter in a nightclub. Yes. I think that
1: uh, if he brings her back to... So he brings her back to a nightclub. Uh, but he takes her home with her uh, with him this time.
2: The movie really needed a scene like that to kind of bring it home. Yeah. I felt like we were missing one more nightclub scene in here where everyone is drinking soda. So important thing about this nightclub scene. Yep. Uh, right after this scene, Joe Kingman starts going through a lot of changes as a character yeah so this you can say that this is this is the inciting incident for his character development yes but here's the problem there's never a moment in the movie where joe kingman stops to acknowledge what he did and that he needs to grow he simply changes in between scenes mm-hmm. moving forward for the rest of the movie with rare exceptions joe kingman acts like a considerably better person yeah i mean it, it's We're supposed to believe this is the lowest of lows that he can
1: get. And, like, now he realizes, Ren, his
2: image is is at risk. Right? He's the big bad dad of Boston. He is.
1: He's very, uh... He's in charge here. And people love him, they respect him, and now he's... Yeah, you're right. He all of a sudden just starts to become a better
2: person. Um, And I think, I don't know where this scene happens, but I want to take a quick side tangent. You know, let's, yeah, I'm in kind of, we're a little bit all all over the place with the scene. So let's do it. Would it have been funny if Spike said, life's rough after Peyton hit the blender? If if Spike spoke? (laughs) If Spike spoke and said, life's rough. (laughs) And that was the end of the scene. And he never spoke again in the movie. Would have (laughs) been a really good button. Okay, good.
1: I, I thought so, too. Yeah, I'm totally here for Spike <laughs> Spike talking. Uh, or maybe, like, if we want to go that far, what if Peyton was the only one who understood Spike? And that's why they have such a strong relationship. Like, we, uh,
2: they actively talk to each other. That makes sense. Good. Uh, so, yes. uh,
0: <laughs> as
2: part of Joe Kingman now being a good guy, good guy dad, mm-hmm. he does a press conference with Peyton where he, uh, does his little catchphrase number one on the field the number one in your heart, heart to complete silence yeah as he avoids the pop- as he avoids reporters asking him genuine questions like how could you abandon your daughter mm-hmm. why did you abandon your daughter yeah Ren, i have a question how can you remember the plays if you can't remember you have a daughter
1: huh or rent uh, another question um, what is an eight-year-old girl doing at a nightclub at three in the morning uh, this was uh, not an actor. This was just someone who they
2: brought in to give feedback on the script. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great questions, by the way. Thank you. Bryce, as you've recently learned, Joe Kingman just became a father. And clearly <laughs> still getting the hang of things. Yeah. Uh, but
1: tonight, uh, he's what does he say? He's like, tonight we'll both be getting to bed early. Yeah. And uh, Peyton's nightclub days are behind her. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they don't buy it, and then Peyton's like, "Oh, I'm so lucky to have him. He's a great dad. Also, like the do best none dad of the world. These, Do none of these other guys have kids? Uh, well, none of them are Sanders. Yeah, that's that's what I was. Th- well, that's what I was thinking about in the whole movie. Ren is why is it that Peyton gets such special privileges within the team? Like she's. She now gets a custom jersey. She gets to go to every practice. Everyone loves having her around. Like, Maybe Sanders' kids just suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They came to practice once, and one of them, uh, what, uh, like, uh, couldn't run because he had asthma and then needed an inhaler. Used the inhaler too many times. Yeah, they were like, uh, nope, like no can guess-
0: do. <laughs> Leave him
1: at home next time, Sanders keep that weak lunged kid out of here (laughs) yeah uh because you're right so now things are really turning around they have that conference uh they're at one uh the publicist and joe talk about hiring a nanny and joe kicks uh joe picks the like youngest one pretty much and, uh, then he, uh, one of Peyton's things is like,
2: uh, I will stop being a brat if you fire her. Right. We have, to backtrack, we have to backtrack so far. I forgot such an important detail we need to talk about. Okay. What is it? The doorman. Yeah. <laughs> the ex- <laughs> what is what do exceedingly so, sir.
1: Yeah. Um, then that's, yeah. Cause that's how Peyton is let into the building is Peyton, um, you know, sees the doorman, the doorman calls up to Joe and says that line. He never says no. He, so we get that from him. And then Joe's leaving and is like, and is like, he couldn't have mentioned it was a child or something like that. Like, gives him some backlash. I don't think we see him again. No, we do. We see him a few times. Well, do okay, because the only other time we see him that I can think of is when Sophie has to leave and gives him a hug goodbye. Like it's oh, supposed he, to be sent He also watches the game.
2: Yes, yeah, so, and that's after that. But we don't yeah. see him interact with Sophie again, correct? I don't we don't see him interact with Sophie until she hugs him. Yes, okay. So <laughs> uh there's no character building there. It's hey, so, he did say she was cute.
1: Yeah, there's like a uh the music builds up in that moment too. Um so
2: other things that we should um, talk about. We definitely need to discuss uh, the "never say no" thing that pops up a few times in the movie. Oh, I, I what is it? You didn't make note
1: of that? No. Are you serious? I read. I <laughs> took notes the second time when I
2: skimmed around. Uh, I did not you take know, a single note the first once. time I watched it. Yeah, you watched it though. Yeah, it cool? Yeah, I did. Uh, Joe Kingman has a thing where he repeatedly tells Payton. Oh yeah. Say no. It's reflected. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and that she should, ne- that they never say no. She should never say no. Mm-hmm. That comes never. up a bunch. Yeah. Not really a good lesson. H- awful lesson.
1: Kids are going to walk out of this. They're going to be like I'm never going to say no. It's like no please. Like you can say
2: no. Like, and like it's treated as a ter- as something of endearment. Yeah. Like re- Joe re- Kingman is respected because he never says no. no and now his daughter will never say Never no. say no. <laughs> no respect yourself enough to say no uh to things
1: that you don't want to do or like just no that should be the lesson the that should be game his thing.
2: thing say yes to everything mm-hmm. like yes man like yes uh,
1: did you know ren sidebar there's a netflix movie that just came out with jennifer garner as a mom who's like really strict and then the kids get a whole day where the parents have to say yes what what the uh sorry the par- uh, the kids get a whole day where the parents have to say yes to everything so uh in Wait, the commercial a
2: movie a horror movie
1: no it's it's not a horror uh <laughs> it's uh in the commercial the kids go through the car wash have the parents go through the car wash and then tell them to roll down the windows and the parents have to do it because it's a yes day otherwise then their kids will think that they're not fun
0: <gasps>
1: they'll die so, i know so the whole car gets destroyed awful um what else what else is in this um ballet school we haven't talked yeah, about ballet, right, ballet school.
2: school after this uh Peyton barters with joe kingman mm-hmm. to let her do ballet yep uh and this is a type
1: of school where you have to audition for it right so those exist um she missed auditions and joe's like uh talking to the uh her name is Monique. The character's name is Monique, the ballet teacher. Um, Joe's like, but you know who I am, right? So it's okay. And she's like, I don't know who you are, but here parents get involved.
2: Uh, but money is no option. Yeah. So I, I don't know what, like, throwing money at this situation would do. That's also another uh, strange lesson for the movie. <laughs> Joe Kingman gets around getting his daughter to audition for the prestigious ballet school by just paying his way in. Yeah.
1: So he he gets her in, and she's there. And then the expectation is that Joe is going to be involved, right? Uh, but sure enough, like, the first day or second day of rehearsal, uh, Joe is at practice and completely forgets to pick uh, Peyton up, which is kind of just retreading on the nightclub scene.
2: Um, yeah, he leaves her at the ballet studio for, like, two hours. Yeah. But this way, we get to meet Monique.
1: yeah. Yeah, Monique uh, and uh, Joe. So, do they kiss? I don't think so. I don't think they kiss either. They come really close to it uh, at the end of the ballet performance. But they never actually do. No. Uh, yeah. So that's whole Peyton's whole thing is Peyton is into ballet while she's in Boston, and she takes some pictures while she's there as well. To send uh, to her mother. To send to her mom, right? So then we see a scene where she's on the phone with her mother, right? And that's what we assume. And, um, her mom is calling her and like, Hey, like, why haven't I heard from you? And she's like, sorry, like, I've just been really busy. I've got to turn my phone on after the flight. Uh, but things are going really well. Love you. Bye.
2: You know, quick, a uh, normal call between a mother and daughter who are countries apart.
1: Yep. And the Not daughter is eight
2: in a city all alone.
1: Yeah. That uh, yeah doesn't make any sense to me that any anyone would do this. Um, right. So that's that. Uh, Joe has his friends over for the big game to watch. Um, some fair use basketball. Celtics. Yeah, I can assume that this game is from like the sixties. And it, like the
2: the image quality was definitely an old game. It was very low. Uh huh. No. They mentioned Paul Pierce. They mentioned Paul Pierce? They mentioned Paul Pierce. I think it's Paul Pierce. No, I I don't know. Is yep, in- they mentioned Paul Pierce. They Is- say they, they didn't see what happened to Paul Pierce. Huh. Who uh, who does? The the game does? No, one of them watching the game. Remember, because uh, but- the channel changes because of the universal remote right before the game ends. I think that they were saying it, but I don't think... It like I think they are referencing the person. I think the game they were
1: watching, though, like the, I don't think Paul Pierce is playing in that game. We should
2: ask Paul Pierce.
1: Yeah, the game looks very old. Do you? Um, uh, let's see if he's on Twitter. I would be. Piano? I would be baffled if the if they had the rights to uh,
2: air parts of an NBA game. All right, Bryce.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Paul Pierce last tweeted on March eighteenth. Okay. So, uh, shoot him a tweet. Let's see Let's see what he says. Alright, I'll, uh, yeah, hold on, I'll do it right now. At Paul Pierce 34. Yeah, what should I say? Just, hey, we were just watching. <laughs> we were just watching the game plan, and yeah. we saw they were playing a Celtics game, and okay. they mentioned you. Were you in this game? Okay. Um, <laughs> sure.
1: So, hey, uh, Paul Pierce. Uh, we were just watching uh, the game plan with your friend at Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh what do I say? Uh they, they mentioned, mentioned they mentioned Paul Pierce, yeah. Uh Pierce while watching a Celtics game. Are you are you in this game? At Paul Pierce. You said thirty-four? Yeah, Paul Pierce. 34. Um, go Celtics. Okay. All right, we'll see. Um, might be a few minutes till he gets back to us, but should be soon. Apparently, Paul Pierce cameos in the movie. Really? Yeah. Search Paul Pierce the game plan. Uh, the game plan. Yeah, former Boston Celtics guard. He's yeah, he's in the at the party, at Joe's party in the beginning. I buy that. All right. So um they're watching the game. In this scene, Sophie uses the universal remote to change to like pony time.
2: No, she doesn't change it. I think it just changes because it's like automatic. She played with, she played with the universal remote earlier. Yeah. She and just so, the homework during the scene.
1: Yep, yeah, so it sets it, it changes it. So um, the world of ponies. Yeah. So the world of ponies, right at the pinnacle point of the game, that happens. Friends get really upset. Uh, we get that weird moment where the rock like uh, takes food off of Monroe's face. There's oh, the couch forty thousand dollars. Do you think each couch was forty thousand dollars, or just that one? He says that couch was forty thousand so dollars. I don't think it was. It was a set. I think that specific couch that. Uh, what's his face? Spills his explosive Coca Cola on. Does Coop owe uh, Joe forty thousand dollars because of this? I would hope so. If listen, if someone, if I had a forty thousand dollars couch, which I never would, like there's far better things you could do with forty thousand um, dollars. But if I did, and someone spilt Coke all over it, and it was ru- to the point it was ruined, yes, I would want uh, someone to take care of it. But also. Uh, Joe's been sleeping on the couch. Do you think that he sleeps uh, in this pile of coke?
2: It's a very hard couch, too. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it doesn't
1: look good. Unlike his... He has, like, a very expensive bed it's supposed to help him, but uh, Peyton's been sleeping in it.
2: Uh, what else? What are there? any Anything else within so, here? I think after this, we have the bathtub scene. Yep. Where uh, Peyton starts filling up the bath with uh, bubbles She walks out. Joe thinks that she's drowning.
1: Yeah, so he jumps in to a room
2: filled with bubbles. Very uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks-esque. Yeah.
1: He's like digging all over the place looking. And uh, he comes out covered in soap and suds just to find Peyton not in the tub, right? What was she doing, like eating ice cream? I don't remember. I don't know. She's not not in there. I was confused whether it was post-bath time or... She just left it on and then walked away. But either way, he went through the whole thing for no reason. Uh, at one point, they uh, have a discussion. I think it's uh, while making a smoothie that, like, the blender explodes all over the place. Uh, he has a conversation about how, you know, they have to make a game plan about where she can and can't go in the house. She's banned from the kitchen. Yep. Where she can't get food.
0: <laughs>
1: Not allowed her to be in the kitchen yeah the kitchen felt like a weird place to ban a child from right you would expect to like my bedroom or like my trophy room or my closet like these are all places that you are banned from but
2: not also the his fault why didn't he cover the blender while he wasn't using it yeah blending 101 am i right like rookie mistake bozo yeah <laughs> so after this joe kingman takes a bunch of little girls to the mall I was, is that what was happening here? I don't, like, (laughs) he has to make amends with Peyton about something, right? Like, is this part of his, like, a deal with the ballet school?
1: Yeah, I don't know what this was, if it was because of that, if it was, like, Peyton was going to a birthday party. I thought I heard the word birthday thrown out there somewhere. Um, Yeah, I don't, he goes to this mall... And he has to climb through, like, a small pink castle to get into a shop, which is definitely a fire hazard. Which Massachusetts mall is this? Burlington. It must be. Easy. Burlington Mall is the only one that could pull something like this off. Uh, he's confused about the whole thing, like, the whole place. He doesn't know what to do. He feels very out of place. But luckily, the ballet school teacher is there. Monique. Yeah. So they bond while they braid hair like uh, hair on headless dolls. Not headless, <laughs> bodyless dolls. Bodyless. Yeah. Um and that was that. Yeah.
2: There was, uh, I, I don't know what was happening here. This this like stretch of the movie kind of starts spilling together for me. Yeah. It's all, so the Rebels well, do a couple games, I think, at this point. Yeah, they're in and out of games. Yeah, they play some road games. They played Denver in the mm-hmm. wild card round, yeah. Indianapolis in the divisional round, and Baltimore in the conference round.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they win. Yep, they make it to the championship game, which is being held in Arizona for a rematch with the Dukes. I can't wait. It's going to be a really, really good one. And really the uh, last game was actually filmed at Sun Devil Stadium in Arizona. Yeah, so they filmed it on site. They went there.
1: Yeah, I um, we get this like build up to this, um, right before we get also like the build up to Peyton and uh, Joe's relationship, right? So yeah. they've been having like all these growing pains. We get a montage of them with everything going well. Mr. Guy uh, Rock is now in uh,
2: he's in the ballet production. So I actually want to take. I actually want to take a little bit of time to discuss this part. Yeah, because this for me was the one genuinely good thing in the movie. I think, and okay. even then, I pu- I'm putting like an asterisk next to it. Mm-hmm. I liked the ballet sequence in general. <laughs> I thought the like if it were a real show, I would have happily sat down to watch the whole thing. How would you feel though about? Okay, so Ren, mm-hmm. your your daughter. Okay,
1: so this is like in the future. You have a daughter who. Uh, you have paid money and money and money, like thousands upon thousands of dollars for her to get initial ballet lessons to then audition and get into the prestigious Boston Ballet. Okay. And you, uh, you send her to the school uh, every single day and she's there for hours and hours. She mentions about a week and a half before the final performance that she's been practicing for months for that uh, there's a new girl in class and uh, she seems to be pretty smart and that her dad is a football player and that her dad's gonna be in the production. Okay, so you're a little bit confused, but you're like, all right, we'll see how this pans out. Uh, You then go and you sit down at the production and it is uh, your daughter is in the back left and the football player and her teacher uh, are in the center and spotlight the majority of the show.
2: I would expect nothing less (laughs) from a prestigious (laughs) Boston dancing school. Mm
1: -hmm. I I, uh, that was my biggest qualm with it is that why do they need? I I get for like comedic sake, I guess, but I don't know what's so comedic about it. But they wanted to put him. Finding the ballet seemed comedic. Well, I think that they put him in that situation. They give him like the leotard and everything, and it's supposed to be like silly.
2: Well, I think it's only supposed to be silly when the leotard's given to him. Once the actual ballet starts. I don't think there's any humor left. It's meant to. It's just being played straight.
1: No, well, all the yeah, all the guys are like laughing their butts off, and then they're they fine with it.
2: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think the buildup to it was supposed to be comedic, and then once the I don't scene- think so. I disagree on that note. I okay. don't think the buildup to the ballet sequence is comedic at all. Okay. Yeah, like that, I, I, that I, I that think that there are jokes at, at his expense because of it, but the sequence itself is not framed as comedic in the context of the movie, and it's not meant to be.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be his, uh, like, I'm a great dad moment. Eh. It's supposed to be him getting over himself and being like, I'm here because I'm being a
2: good dad. I guess that is the intention there. I more liked it because of Mary Ann Kellogg's choreography. Yeah, so you you liked the the ballet itself. Yeah, I thought, like like I said, if it were a real show, I would have happily watched
0: it. Mm-hmm. What'd uh, you so
2: like about it? Uh, I, the production itself was surprisingly high given the rest of the movie. Okay. It's like lighting effects, costuming, general direction was, it's, it was a bit more sophisticated in the sense that it was ambitious.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like it used a lot of uh, more dynamic angles and shots to like showcase the dancing itself. Yes. Which obviously the movie is very boringly uh, staged and shot. Mm-hmm. Like very bland. Now, should the game plan be, a, uh, should it have just been a stage production? Bryce, I think mean, it would have benefited greatly from being a stage production directed <laughs> by Mary Ann Kellogg. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Rock can already sing. He does some Elvis in it, throw in some songs. Boom, you got a Tony-nominated musical. Not going to yes. win anything, but, you know, it'll run for a few years.
1: Yeah, people will see it. They'll, oh, this was the show that The Rock was in. Yes, let's go see it. And it's about football, which is not, uh, not usually big with the Broadway crowd, so it could so be really a game changer. A game planner. The game planner. Uh, so, what did you like so much about the choreography? So, you like
2: the the scene, the lighting, the way it was filmed? Um, Dancing, what is the uh, the, show the raw itself sexual mean? energy between okay. Joe Kingman and Monique? Mm-hmm. Uh, the <laughs> I will say the one like genuinely disappointing part about the ballet sequence is how little Dwayne Johnson is trying. <laughs> yes. Like he does like a few turns and like twists, but compared to uh Rosalind Sanchez who's playing Monique, mm-hmm. it's like nothing. He's not doing anything. No. He clearly wasn't given like real prep work for this. The girls and uh Monique were. Yeah. Yep. He's uh he's the tree. He's the tree. Born anew. So I'd like to also highlight some other stuff Marianne Kellogg has worked on. Yeah, what else has she done? So she was also the choreographer for Andy's play in The Office okay. and Cafe Disco. So oh. two dance-heavy episodes. I, uh, Andy's play, is a, that's a superb episode. One of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, Mary Ann Kellogg also choreographed the Zooby Zooby Zoo sequence from the season five premiere of Mad Men, where Megan sings to Don, and uh, the season seven mid-finale of Mad Men in Waterloo, where Burt Cooper sings to Don. Both fantastic musical sequences. Mm-hmm. What She's was also... her? Hmm? Uh, sorry, keep going. I... She's also choreographed stuff for Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Seventh uh, Heaven, Criminal Minds, Gilmore Girls, Will and Grace. Is it Death the uh, Lives, True Blood? Is it the the new Sabrina? No, the original. The original.
1: What's her? Uh, what is she
2: up to now? Is she still still choreographing? Seems like it. It seems like uh, her website is pretty active.
1: What's, What's her name? Mary
2: Kellogg. Mary Ann Kellogg. Uh,
1: yeah, Mary Ann Kellogg. Yeah, there she is, the icon herself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it looks like she was involved. Yeah, she the Mindy Project. She did a bunch of choreographing on. She's worked with Rhett and Link as well. Yeah, I'm impressed.
2: It's a solid uh, resume. Yeah, and it shows. It's it's uh, for me. It was a highlight of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was it was one of the few parts where I could where I was just able to sit down and just enjoy it. Uh,
1: I do think uh, I do think that there's something there with the show potentially just being if they had just kept it on stage. Yeah, or even a, like a Hamilton type deal
2: where. Well, I mean, something stage. like this kind of suits itself better for a stage where the scope is inherently small. Like, yeah. the football isn't important to the story. The story stuff. is his relationship with his daughter. All that stuff can be, like, choreographed through mm-hmm. music num- musical numbers. So that's that's the moment there. And they uh,
1: they all go out to celebrate, right? They were like, that was so good. Yeah, they, nice they, uh, they beat the big game. And uh, how else do you celebrate in Boston, but you go to the wharf? That's right. You go to the Barking Crab. Uh-huh. You enjoy a nice dinner, and then they uh,
2: don't ask you your allergies, and they serve your child an allergen. That's right. You, uh, you order a dessert with nuts because you forgot your child is allergic to nuts. No one asked, is anyone allergic to nuts? The menu didn't say may contain nuts. nuts. Yeah, nothing. You just ordered mm-hmm. a dessert with nuts at the uh, Barking Crab. And that's when things go south. Peyton...
1: So, okay, we'll get our big reveal here. Kind of. Kind of. Get our big reveal. Sophie, not Sophie, Peyton, made it this far. Uh, She says, uh, has a little slip up. She says that she needs to get home before um, her mom comes back. Why would that be? Hmm. She actually, uh, she. Her mom thinks she's at ballet school.
2: Bryce, how can this be?
1: Well, you know, clever, clever Peyton figured everything out. She got there, got in the car, told the car to go to uh, Joe. Uh, She had changed in advance, right, the request to bring her to Joe Joe Kingman's house, the building, the big
2: apartment building. And that's it that's all she needs to do and then he uh, berates her yeah gets like screams at her in public she goes into shock he doesn't believe her mm-hmm. but it's okay because monique knows a hospital on 9th and woodrow <laughs> you know the famous boston <laughs> street mm-hmm. i know
1: i was watching this and like knowing knowing boston's layout i was thinking i was like there's not a hospital really nearby there uh He's got quite a ways to go, and that's when uh, Monique's like, "Here, like, let's get her in a car," and he's like, "I don't have time for that." Picks her up and runs, pushes through a bunch of tourists, <laughs> uh, runs on a pedestrian bridge
2: and bolts. I can assume. Do you a- make this like MGH. Yeah, that's what I, I would guess. Tell. I, I it, it looked like Mass General.
1: Do we want? Uh, let's do a, a quick Google Maps of how far that distance is. How far did did the rock run from? The barking crab to uh mgh let's see uh barking,
2: barking it's crab. a it's a half hour run yeah <laughs> he could he could have realistically made it wow yeah <laughs> while she's in uh... <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: it's the best way to do it don't call an ambulance right run for half an hour <laughs> bolt across the city as people i'm sure are seeing him right imagine if you saw like
2: if imagine saw... how she felt being carried as he ran at full speed <laughs> yeah. He's a professional football player uh-huh. <laughs> her brain would be like juice by the time they got to the hospital <laughs> because i just
1: like in in the real world like i i couldn't imagine a new story where tom brady uh, is seen running across Boston with a, his child in his arms uh, in mid anaphylactic shock. What would people think? Oh God. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then slowly piecing together the day as folks from the Barking Crab take to social media and say that they last saw him screaming at his daughter before he <laughs> picked her up and bolted out
2: without paying. So this is a turning point for the movie as well. Yeah. From here on out, it's considerably more dramatic all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. also get our big reveal at the hospital. Yep. Yeah, so, um, you know, she gets in there. We
1: find out she's going to be okay. The whole team is there in like the the waiting room, right?
2: Um, yeah, they're all very concerned. They've come to love Peyton as their own daughter. Yes. Uh, if they had children of their own, they've
1: forgotten about them.
2: Sanders is the only one who isn't there
1: because he has kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sanders later in the post credit scene berates Joe on uh, not having the EpiPen on him. Um, yeah, so the big reveal is
2: yeah. this woman comes in who we think is Sarah. We assume is Sarah, being Peyton's mom. He, like, and immediately berates Joe for everything he's done mm-hmm. while Joe's in complete bewilderment.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: Because he thinks she's dead. that's yeah. not Sarah. It isn't Sarah. We learn. Uh, this is Aunt Karen. Aunt, Aunt Goomba Grip Grime Carmen Karen. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: she, like, she is nothing
2: but negative energy. She like, like, it, it's justified all things considered. It but, is like. She is immediately on the offensive. She doesn't let, she doesn't give Joe a second to catch his breath. Nope. She and like run, and process all this information. She's like, you're lucky I'm not going to call the cops. And
1: he's like, I'm so confused. What are you doing here? And she's like, oh, you don't know Sarah's dead. By the
2: way, you're awful. Um, like-, like he just finds out that his ex-wife who he thought was alive and could probably reconnect with mm-hmm. died six months ago. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a weird scene from both angles. And because
1: we're now piecing together that uh, through like this and then the scene at the Birkin Crab that uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, the Rock, uh, or just Rock, has actively uh, without knowing uh, really it would be a, this is a kidnapping. Right?
2: Kind of, yeah. Like, I mean, he didn't know that no. he was kidnapping, but he ac-
1: accidentally kidnapped his daughter. Um, I don't know. I kind of think about this in, it reminds me a little bit of like the parent trap in a way, mm-hmm. just of like the whole, like, kid pulling one over on the adults and to try to like manipulate things and then the kid being like, I had to do what I had to do um, to like, you know, be with my family. Uh, Peyton clearly does Peyton not like being with Aunt Karen? She Peyton abandoned her. Yeah, after six months Peyton came up with a scheme to get to another city to meet her father.
2: um, To not, not for nothing. Aunt Karen flips pretty quickly, like (laughs) on the whole Peyton situation. Very quickly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't think she felt empathy for Joe so much as she realized she could have her life back. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on! You're raising your daughter's kid for six months. You find out the father's a millionaire football player. What are you? What are you really gonna do? Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, so then, like, in the hospital, as Peyton's, like, recovering, Carrion uh, and, and Rock just argue more and more. Uh, and
2: Stella comes in. Stella comes in. Speaker. She's just... So, Stella's whole thing, this whole movie, is that she wants Joe to endorse Fanny's Burgers after he wins the championship game. Yeah. Uh Peyton thinks that Fanny's just makes you fat and gives you gas. She yes. doesn't approve because it's junk food. Mm-hmm. We later learn throughout the movie that Fanny's Burgers doesn't really taste that good either. Yes. And makes you fart.
1: Yeah. Uh, which will... Uh, I want to mention that one in just a few. Uh,
2: so... But Stella's worried because all this Payton nonsense, the custody battle, will make uh, Joe lose all his endorsements, which Payton, of course, hears and decides that she needs to leave her father because yeah. she doesn't want to ruin his career. I know. She's got to do it. Um... So she makes that hard
1: choice. <laughs> hard decision. The eight-year-old makes the hard decision to leave her father? Yes. Uh, and there's nothing that Joe Kingman can do about it. And, I mean, Aunt Karen's on board. She thinks Joe is, uh, like, a, a piece of shit. Uh, she has never... a
2: nightclub almost killed her? Yeah. In the span of four weeks. He doesn't have a great track record? Oh, yes. Yeah,
1: so, so I did write this down. Um, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Uh, it's uh, at the climax. Uh, well, so... There's a few a few quotes here. Um, him yelling, what a stupid, stupid, stupid thing to do. That's what he shouts at Peyton at the restaurant. Um, and then when he's fighting with Aunt Karen, um, Aunt Karen says, do you have any idea how to take care of a child? And Joe says, I've been doing it for a month now. And <laughs> Karen says, and look where we're standing, Joe. As they're standing in the hospital. One of the funnier scenes in the movie. Yeah, 30, 30 not intended to be funny. <laughs> 30, yeah, so uh, 31 days of Joe with a child. Joe leaves the child in a nightclub, as you said, Ren, and then uh, gives her peanuts, the one thing she's
2: deathly allergic to. Why not something even worse? In the and the crab doesn't serve dessert. He brought the dessert. <laughs> he, he picked up some brownies with nuts on the way. Oh, she'll yeah. love these. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it sad how daughters only live for nine years?
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a, this is his third attempt at, uh, at raising a child. <laughs> I've come so close. This is the, the longest that I've had one for.
2: <laughs> but uh, he naturally, he loses her. Yes, she, but not she before walks she away. She forgets to hug her doorman.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so she leaves the dramatic scene. She's uh, outside the apartment building. He's in there watching her get into the car. She goes, she goes to get in the car and then she pauses and she turns and, okay, we're going to have one more moment where she, like, hugs him and it's nice, it's wholesome. And the camera pulls into the shot, the dormant.
2: <laughs> who? And, and, but then he says, hey, you know who lives in this building? Joe Kingman, the quarterback. How about that, huh?
1: <laughs> Absurd uh <laughs> yeah and so now we, we get to the championship game no no we're still missing some stuff okay what do you want to f- oh uh, yeah
2: there's like some pouting right joe kingman needs his uh moment of sadness so after Peyton leaves mm-hmm. joe starts exploring his home you know in a deep depression. oh yeah yep spike is very sad spike breaks into Peyton's room and uncovers her hidden backpack underneath the bed joe sits down opens it and looks at all the things his daughters wrote, his daughter wrote, his daughters, because, you know, there are probably a few notebooks down there, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. He looks at all the things his daughters have written about him. Yes. And he sees (laughs) Hayden's question. What's the best thing that's ever happened to you? But -hmm. underneath that, he finds a letter by Sarah. Did you write it down? Or should I recite it? Oh, please recite it. I didn't write it down. Dear Joe. I've written this letter a thousand times, but I could never find the right words. We have a daughter. Mm. Her name is Peyton. She's like you in so many ways. Athletic, headstrong. I'm so afraid you'll be angry with me and not want anything to do with her. We had already decided to go our separate ways. I rationalized that I was doing the right thing in keeping her from you. You were just starting out in your career. A child would have been such a distraction. Mm. That's where it ends. That's where the note ends. Uh. <laughs> Complete sympathy for Joe. You feel so bad. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry to tell you this. And from uh. here, Joe does what a sad man can only do and watches <laughs> the game from the beginning of the game plan, <laughs> where he berates himself for not passing <laughs> to Sanders, who. I guess, breaks into Joe's home, yeah. In his movie theater, and sits down.
1: <laughs> he's
2: he's like, I've been in here for a few days, Joe. Waiting for you to come in. Joe's not even surprised. He's glad that Sanders snuck into his home. Yep. Yeah. Sanders is like, I gotta be honest. I needed a break from the wife and kids. I'm sick of sleeping with the wife and kissing the kids, Joe. <laughs> uh... Just needed a moment.
1: Yeah, so, and is uh, when he rewatches the game. In this, is the scene black and white?
2: Um, no, it's in color. Okay. He calls himself an idiot for not yeah. passing to Sanders, mm-hmm. so which dumb. comes up at the end of the movie. Stupid, 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 as he once said. Stupid's a mean word, Joe. Yeah. Sanders, how did you get in
1: here? <laughs> and that's uh, yeah. So they they talk a little bit, right? And. Uh, then it's the game. Right now it's, it's
2: the game. The big game plan. <laughs> and he is off his his game. Yeah, he gets a uh, like he gets his like ribs shattered, he and does. His shoulder dislocated. Yeah, his, his diagnosis like, is like, yeah, it's exactly
1: that. Yeah, your shoulder's been dislocated, and your ribs are slightly fractured, and the coach is like, up to you,
2: Joe. Uh in real life, Bill Belichick would have just made him play. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. This co- this coach is like is like entirely up to you. Do you want to come? or Are you good? Like, if you're good, it's fine. Like, we'll find someone else. Uh, but if you want, like, so non-committal.
2: <laughs> like, it's okay if you want to see this one out, buddy. It's this championship, yeah. you know. Yeah, we got Capri Sons. Yeah, it's it's fine. Like, uh, like have we're all Wolf just Potter having
0: fun. Thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Like I mostly care. Like I just want to make sure you're okay. Like if you're okay,
2: if you're feeling okay, physically team, and mentally, okay. the team, yeah, the team's good. But um, uh, Joe wants to do what's right for the team, so he doesn't go back in, and the team immediately <laughs> starts doing worse.
1: Joe's like, okay, here, take take this from me. Go go put the backup in, uh, and then Joe probably what asks the team on your way out, shut off all the lights, because um, he's sitting in, in darkness. I need to be in darkness in the, l- the locker room. <laughs> Look, man, he's struggling. Yeah, he goes full Batman. Um, but the lights come back
2: on. And Peyton is here. That's right. Peyton and Aunt Karen were watching the game earlier, and there was just enough time for Peyton to fly out to catch the game. (laughs) Yeah. Cheer up her dad after. So realistically, like she must have seen him playing badly to be able to make that comment. So she saw him get knocked out and get replaced. Yep. But she still has enough time to make it there for like Joe to play what, the last minute? No, co- yeah, coach delayed the game. Uh, he he kept on taking oh, penalties. That, they, were out
1: of, they were out of timeouts at the end, you're right. Yeah, yeah he sorry. kept taking penalties. He threw, uh, <laughs> he kept throwing people onto the field who didn't need to be there. <laughs> Uh, he took the ref's whistle away from him for a little bit.
2: And they played uh, For a with few her. minutes, he tried to convince the other team they were playing soccer. <laughs> it's football, not a, We would have been calling it American football, uh, like that. Yeah. yeah. So all of that
1: happens. And uh, Sophie comes back. Uh, she says to him, to Joe, you got money on New York or something?
2: What if he Funny. did and that was the twist?
1: That, yeah. How else does Joe get his money? Because he doesn't, doesn't get it from fannies at the end.
2: And he famously um, never wins championships. Yeah. So, like, how else is he affording this lifestyle if not putting money on the rival team throwing <laughs> team. each game? Mm-hmm. But uh, the Dukes, so like, they shattered his brain so much that the sight of his daughter makes him think that he wanted to win the game.
1: Yes. <laughs> He's like, oh, yes, I did want this. Well... So the, throughout this, we, we get the trope of people watching the game, right? So the yeah. whole ballet school is gathered together in their leotard. On a very
2: small TV, that must be very unsatisfying to
1: watch. Yeah. Um, and I can assume, I, I don't know, so the Boston ballet company. Uh, I can assume that if your daughter is taking classes there, that you have some, some kind of money. Um, so I'm glad that instead of watching them at home, like watching this, the football game at home, probably in a nice, comfortable way that they're all gathered around this tiny television
2: um to watch their dance instructor's boyfriend yes unite with his daughter mm-hmm.
1: live on tv the
2: doorman's watching it with two people
1: yeah you go joe mm-hmm. and then uh it, it, this trope always makes me think of the true show me too. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I like
2: handled really well in the Truman Show. Yeah,
1: I, I do really like when movies and shows do this. Um, if something's on TV, they show the different people watching it and then their reactions. Um, so that's happening, and then we also have the, uh, but
2: uh, it's a it? flappies, uh, Fanny's burgers. Fanny's burgers. All right. <laughs> so throughout the movie, uh, one of Payton's like recurring lines is Fanny's burgers makes you fat and gives you gas. Yes. One of Joe's main plots is that Stella wants him to endorse Fanny's at the end of the movie. What a conflict. Logically, like, in, in like, scriptwriting 101, what (laughs) happens at the end of the movie is that Joe says, Fanny's Burgers makes you fat and gives you gas. Yes. We'll get to that ending later, but I just just want our audience to have this context. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So, while everything's happening on the field that we were just
1: talking about with Joe you know, getting pushed one way or another and then getting hurt and taken off the field. Um, up in like the luxury box, the CEO of Fanny's Burgers and the publicist are talking and the pub- the publicist keeps reassuring him like, oh, this is all part of the plan. Like, uh, she's like, how long has it been since you've had one of your own famous burgers and starts eating the food from Fanny's? Uh, we then see later, he's like, once they find out that Joe's been in the taken to the locker room he's like oh like your guy better been i better be coming back out and that's when the publicist is like oh he definitely will like definitely as she like eats a few last fries she then sits there for what feels like a solid 30 to 45 seconds she then farts um and then they sit in the moment with no one saying anything for another 30 to 45 seconds (laughs) and then she says go rebels
2: a normal woman. <laughs> it felt so long. So inhuman. Uh, Wait, that, it, part, that actually took me out of the movie. That was the one thing that, like, broke... The fart caught me so off guard. It was very uncomfortable. No.
1: It was not a... Uh, it was, like, a pretty gross-sounding fart, too. It was. Yeah. That's fanny's for you. Mm-hmm. Go Rebels. <laughs> uh, it was just too, like... The scene was so long. <laughs> It was so long. Uh, all right, he gets back on the field and he pulls it off. Ren, what does he do? What, what lessons did he learn? He
2: learns to pass to Sanders mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> this, this whole movie wasn't about him connecting with his daughter. It was about him learning to pass the fucking football to his teammates. Yeah, because it's, it, it's, it's a, a team. It ends, it ends with the end of the game. Mm-hmm. There's no like epilogue for like Peyton and Joe's life together after the game or like how he adapts to being a nope. farmer. It's, it's literally about the football game. They
1: rush onto the field,
2: so excited.
1: He yeah, goes to say his line, and they ask him what he's gonna do next, and he says, I'm gonna take my daughter home.
2: <laughs> Does not endorse what? Fanny's burgers. No. Does Who's not say on? the line that's been Built
1: up the whole movie. For $25 million, would you say that?
2: Yeah, of course. $25 million to endorse. He, like he doesn't have to he doesn't have to film a commercial. He doesn't have to take a bite of a burger. He yeah. literally just has to say, like, I'm going to Fanny's burgers. And yeah. presumably this is like a local Massachusetts fast food place. Yeah. So people from Boston would re- It'd be like endorsing Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, like, what? But it's you- not great for you, but no one gives a shit. It's part yeah. of the local culture yeah what are you doing now i'm going to dunkin donuts it's
1: fine yeah Great. like it's not a big deal mm-hmm. um usually the super bowl can go late like until like 10 30 or 11
2: uh do you think he didn't say it because uh fannies might be closed well bryce judging by the sun out i'm <laughs> like 3:25 like, when they it's, it's, a, it's arizona the it's arizona
1: time though all right, oh, okay, okay. And also, if it's local, another, so great point as well, if Fanny's is local to New England and they're in Arizona.
2: There's no know, Fanny's burgers for him to go to? Well, he
1: can't go there.
2: It's so not going to Fanny's.
1: A plan here. Yeah, so he was just, he just didn't want to lie to everyone. Yeah, Right. he's
2: just staying true to his convictions. Yeah, because
1: if he said it, he would then, you know, he need to go. That's kind of out of his way. And
2: uh, the movie ends and we get a burning love played over the credits as everyone dances. Yeah, so I thought this was very cringy. Did you catch uh, the few scenes they filmed at a cemetery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you can see them dancing in the cemetery? There were like three shots of them singing and dancing. And what cannot look at, what I can only assume is a local Boston cemetery. <laughs> yeah, I did see it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, the uh...
1: The whole cast and crew is dancing. They're all singing a uh, time of their life as they're
2: singing out to this Elvis song. Um. Uh, all right, before we wrap up, though, since we yeah. mentioned Elvis, we didn't mention the scene of him singing to her.
1: Yeah, he does like, sing Elvis One, like, good
2: parenting moment. That is nice. So uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda watched this movie, got the idea for Hamilton. <laughs> mm-hmm. After watching... After watching... uh. <laughs> Uh, the Rock sing thing through the door. I <laughs> <laughs> actually got the idea for Hamilton. I met Moana. <laughs> uh, yeah. <he's laughs> but you know what? Maybe he did get the idea for Hamilton from. I can uh,
1: assume he, he watched Pink this. Thing. He Boston Rebels, he thought about rebels, um, looked up the word rebels, came upon the book Alexander Hamilton, and then the rest is history.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a nice scene. Dwayne singing through the door. It's like the only real parenting moment he has in the movie, where he tries to reach out to her with real emotional empathy instead of just berating and yelling at her. Yeah, like it's not enough to make up for how much of a dickhead he is throughout the film. No, nope. but it, it's something, and you know, uh, The Rock is an admittedly good singer. It was a nice little scene. Yeah, he's yeah, he's very hot and cold with
1: Peyton all throughout the movie. Um. I'm just seeing if there's anything else. Uh, uh, his The girlfriend from the beginning, uh, What's her name, Tatiana. Tatiana,
2: that's right. She comes she, back. She comes back at one point and he's like excited that she's coming back. Yeah, while uh, he's bonding with uh, Peyton, he gets a call from Tatiana and then he starts just neglecting her again. Yeah, he's like uh, Peyton who goes full on
1: uh, I like like Peyton does not exist hopes that if he doesn't believe in her she will go away just like Tinker uh, Tinkerbell uh but in fact Peyton still is there he puts on his outfit uh which she has Peyton has been bedazzling things all over the house that's right she bedazzled his football and now she's bedazzled his jacket yeah so bedazzles that uh and Peyton does meet uh Tatiana and Tatiana claims to be 21 but uh she's definitely like 50 yeah, she's not got one. No. Uh, so that was that was the game plan, right? I'm just looking to make sure there's nothing else that we greatly
2: overlooked. But I, I, I think that was the bulk of it. The uh, the, the his friends kind of peter out in the second half when it becomes more dramatic. Yeah, the like, Andrews ends up being the, really the only important one in the end. Yeah. They, I mean, like, while she's in the hospital,
1: we get a brief scene where, like, they all yeah, come we, in yeah. and they, like, dump a ton of stuffed animals and balloons oh, in front who, of her.
2: Coop runs back in to give Karen the balloons. Yeah. Is it Monique?
1: Uh, no, I, I think
2: it's the publicist. Oh, you're right. It is Stella. Yeah.
1: Stella's, like, there are a lot alone. of
2: inconsequential women in this movie. Yeah. Um, it was, overall, did you enjoy the game plan? No, I didn't think it was a particularly good film. <laughs> I, it was, it was long. It felt its length to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce, what was our boomer moment other than uh Boomer <laughs> other than a Boomer being in the movie itself? Um,
1: what was our boomer moment?
2: Is it Peyton have, going into extreme shock?
1: I mean I guess so. Is uh you know, rocks run through Boston with uh like also, I don't know why they included the clip of him, like, pushing aside tourists. He's like, get out of the way! Get out of the way! Well, he was doing that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't actually supposed to do that. It was method acting. Um, he, he actually did that full bolt through downtown Boston. Um, yeah, I guess that, that that would be the closest thing to the boomer moment. I mean, and so to that point, what like do we still stand by that uh, that the acting that we saw uh, in, this mo- uh, in this movie transferred over into Cory
2: in the House. Okay, so let's get into that. Yeah. That, that's, I feel like, is going to be the more, sup- funny enough, the more substantial part of this analysis. Yes. All right, so uh, The Rock is barely in that episode of Cory in the House he's in. Yeah. Never the Duane shall meet. <laughs> and the scene they choose for Madison Pettis, Madison Pettis, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson is like a like a sweet little scene where she gets to be kind of like fresh with him while he's while the scene itself is playing towards his like physicality and mm-hmm. trying to make him seem like a sweet nice guy. Watching this movie, that's not the dynamic they have like ninety percent of the time. No, like he is a n- unrepenting asshole to her from starting yes. to finish.
1: But she's also,
2: I think her character in this is has a lot of elements of the character of Sophie. I agree. Like, there's a ton of overlap, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that was intentional from a writing standpoint or if that's why Madison Pettis was cast.
1: Yeah. If it's, like, she does a really good job of playing up that, like, I'm cute and adorable, but also, like, really good at manipulating and... A little lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they had two characters... Are very similar and so like as I was watching this uh it did feel like I was watching Sophie least,
2: yeah it yes, did. this is just Sophie in another situation she's but, also young enough where I feel like acting wise like there's only so much you can do this young
1: yeah like yeah her, her, her range, range can really only be so.
2: her age and experience
1: mm-hmm. yeah so I, I do I think that probably just her experience on this film set uh transpired Uh, Not transpired, but uh, transferred over to her then being more professional and having a better sense of, like, direction with Corey in the house and her character.
2: Yeah, the last few episodes that Sophie has been in, she's been consistently a better actress than she was at the start of the series. Yeah, so, and, uh, like,
1: you and I, because you and I at the beginning of the series were so down on the character of Sophie.
2: Yeah, I didn't, Um, I honestly excited her to be the worst thing in the series, but she's far from it at this point. Yep, she's gotten so much better, and uh, is something that I'm actually looking forward
1: to regarding season two.
2: So- It'll be interesting to see how Sophie's character develops, especially in regards to the acting experience Madison Pettis has now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Never the Dwayne Shall Meet definitely should have had a bigger role for The Rock, though, and one that put him at odds with Sophie. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if like him and Corey actually teamed up to do a money scheme, and Sophie tried to foil it or something to get them at their tea party, to get them at her tea party. Mm-hmm. That also that sounds like so much more fun
1: of an episode than what we got with Never the Dwayne shall meet. Definitely. Uh, of like, for once, uh, someone needs to go in on Corey's scheme with them. Be like, yes, I will do this instead of just everyone being so anti scheme. And that would
2: have been the perfect opportunity.
1: Yeah. They wasted it.
2: Completely wasted it.
1: But uh, What would you rate this movie on a scale of like 1 to 10? I'm going to give it a 3. Yeah. Uh, like 2.5, 3 as well. Uh, it was not that you fun know, to revisit. It's not a movie I want to watch again. No. In fact, uh, did you watch the trailer before watching the movie at all? No, I didn't. So I watched the trailer and that had like the good bits in it and that was it i'm sorry yeah so then watching the movie it was like oh this is that scene and this is that scene and then it was over and there was so much time spent on like the uh the falling action yeah yeah a lot of time post uh that like climactic scene and then it took probably 20 30 minutes to get to the end so anything else about the game plan ren you're feeling game-planned out. I am feeling game-planned out. Yeah. So uh, so next week, we will start season two. Yeah, season premiere. Of Cory in the House. I'm very excited. Uh, and Vren, have you... Uh, i messaged you, but I don't think that this you have. Us- you have messaged me about it. I haven't started the game yet. I will, though. I will. Okay. I, I started it uh, to play Cory in the House DS this week. And... Oh, my goodness. We are in for a treat. I will start it soonish. Yeah, it's uh, it's atrocious, and I can't wait to discuss it. In fact, so, I'm gonna grab it right now. Uh, all right, so that that is it. Uh, we will be back next week for our season two discussion. Um, but to all those who watch this, also, we should have said it at the top of the show, but this movie is on Disney Plus. Yeah. So if you um. If you really liked our discussion on it or want some more context, go watch it. uh, And then you can listen to us talk about it. Because unlike Corey in the House, you know, there's actually some context here that y'all can check out. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter where we uh, tweet at Paul Pierce. And uh, other than that, have a great rest of your day. Have a great spring harvest. All right. Bye, folks.
0: Brace and Randy learned some electric guitar.